are so honored that you're here with us for season three. We want to share, connect, and grow the paper flower community with you. Welcome to Paper Talk. Thank you for listening to this episode of Paper Talk. Today's episode is sponsored by patron, Elaine Lim. We appreciate your donation and we're excited to keep creating content for the paper flower community. If you're interested in supporting us, head on over to Patreon page at www.patreon.com backslash paper talk and sign up as a patron. We would love to see you there. Welcome, everybody. In today's episode of Paper Talk, we have Michelle and Bob with us of Rose Mill. Hi, Michelle and Bob. Hi, Michelle and Bob. We're so Hello, excited everybody. to talk to you guys. Yes, um, thank you. We are such a big fan of your paper. Huge. Some of us live and die using it. We love the colors. We just love, I mean, I, as I was telling you before, it's what I started with. It was what was accessible to me at the time, which was a couple years ago in Toronto. The fine crepe paper was what I really started with. And then and then I went on to the double-sided. We call it double-sided. Yes. Double-sided yep. crepe paper was what I start I used after the fine crepe paper. And I really haven't looked back. I mean, I've used some Italian, but I have to say my heart is in the German crepe paper camp all the way. Mm-hmm. It just has this has a softness and flu- fluidly. And the colors are they're just amazing. And I know Quinn equally adores your paper. Oh my gosh. I love it. It's just the best medium. I think a lot of the listeners, they know it as the company is Weola, which is located in Germany. It's also known as Gloria paper. It's also known as Jublet double-sided. Mm-hmm. What other name does it go under, Michelle? Is that um, everything? You've covered it. You know, okay. we, we, we call they, it double-sided. You said it's, yeah. We're all by roll is the manufacturer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, they, Dublet, which sounds French, but who knows? <laughs> <laughs> it's not with that. Yeah. And, and I don't know why Gloria, I don't, yeah, but that's yeah. what you call it. Yeah. 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 And it's so interesting. The label itself is so vintage. It's just, just a woman head on the paper. Right. Oh, that's your branding, right? That's not ours. No, that's no, Rolos. It's Rolos. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we're, okay. I don't yeah. get it like that. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> I know, right? No, I, I was thinking, I, get I was thinking, what? Yeah, I get it. Yes. Well, if you, if you order a 10 pack, you will get their label on it so we would well we're working on something where maybe it'll come in a two-pack from them with our label on it but maybe we'll keep that little head on there (laughs) that's so wonderful to hear yeah and we just i can't wait i'm busting at the seams to tell you right now that we are bringing in the final (gasps) yeah so that you will be able to get the german fine like denison we out we're not that much of paper flower crafters <laughs> but because I know if I started and you've heard me say this a million times if I started uh, you wouldn't ever see me again because I would be I would fall down that Alice in Wonderland rabbit hole and never get out so <laughs> but we are bringing in the the fine crepe that we've been wanting to for years we've carried the doublet that was our first we've carried it since what 2011 and yeah, yeah it's like 10 years and then just like last year or a year ago it was a year and a half ago when we brought in the the, the heavier florist crepe and then we've been relying on the denison and I've listened to a lot of the custom designers out there tell me that please bring in the German fine you know and, and I'm like well isn't it the same as the denison and they're like no <laughs> so it's gonna obviously it's gonna be more expensive than denison because denison is made right here and the, the shipping is minuscule compared to sh- having it shipped in from Germany but 
it's on it. it it'll take a while, but they make it to order and it's, it'll be here before the spring. So. Oh, wonderful. Um, That's exciting. In the spring. <laughs> uh, so yeah, to give a little background to our mm-hmm. listener who's listening, Denison is actually made by an American company called Denison. And they, how do I describe it? It is a heavier crepe than extra fine, but it's more than a premium tissue crepe paper that you would find like at Paper Mart. The colors are more saturated. They, how many colors do they, they just come in and so many 31. colors. 31. Yeah, 31 colors, which is mm-hmm. really nice, but it doesn't stretch like crepe paper. And I think that's the reason why us paper florists love the extra fine because there's a delicacy to it, but still you have those little pleats that you can create those really wonderful petals. Yeah, that's so good to know. And I, we totally appreciate any feedback and what you're looking for. And we, we get them brought in by the palette and we have to, there's quite a bit of quantity that we need to get. So, so we'll starting with it. We're starting with only seven colors, but then the next palettes will add a few more colors and until hopefully we can carry all the colors available. There's some really pretty. Oh, can we ask what color you're bringing in? Is that, can you say? (laughs) Yes. In fact, I'm going to bring up the color chart here, so I might have to put down my, go get it. We can verbalize it. I mean, we're bringing in a white. Oh, and, well, a, and, a, yeah. and a green similar to the like an olive green yeah and there'll be a yellow strawberry and a s- pretty purple yeah and like a lilac kind of color yeah. and then a peachy like, pink uh, yeah peachy pink a peachy pink and a pink pink oh perfect so, that's a great uh, way to start you know we know what we we <laughs> by far the white white is the most popular but because it's so versatile and you can dye it you can do all those things to it Mm-hmm. And then the leaf moss tablet is like your go-to. Yes. So, and the other two or three greens that are dublet, they're okay. You know, they're <laughs> bright. I mean, but they're just not like natural looking, but they're good for a lot of things. So we just thought, let's get a green, let's get a white, let's get a yellow, pink, reddish, think natural flowers, you know, because yes. that's what you are going to want to bring in. But there's also, that's like our first layer of flowers. The next layer will be, there's some subtles. There's some really pale purples and some pale pinks that they have that I can't wait to bring in. So, but the first go has got to be a little bit more basics. Mm -hmm. And then my hands are flying here. (laughs) Sorry. I'm like, don't don't hit the table. (laughs) I really appreciate that when I'm editing. (laughs) So yeah, that's less you're like, no, bring black. But I don't think black is a big seller. (laughs) But maybe for centers, I don't know. Yeah, for centers, because there's the stamens for the anemones and what other black flowers are there? They always want to tint it like purple, like a dark purple. Yeah. Honestly, I think there's way too many options of blacks that I don't have to buy buying crepe paper and black from you. Do you know what I mean? I have like rolls. I still need to use those. But like the lighter colors, I think are a really good idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's harder to capture or recreate. Yeah, you can layer colors. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. true. We'll get the second order ready for the next shipment, which shouldn't be too much time afterwards. It's just kind of a big, it's a big investment too. But hopefully, you know, we did that with the florist crepe where we brought them in. I think we had three different shipments just to get all the colors that we currently have. And it didn't, it didn't take long. So shouldn't have to wait too long. That's wonderful. To get those. Yay. Yeah. People are so curious. And mm-hmm. duplet, that is the vanilla cream color. Everybody mm-hmm. wants it. 
but obviously you don't carry it. What's the reasoning behind it? We used to carry it and the it was a new color. And then there was a couple of new colors, maybe five new colors. And we'd, we'd like to carry all the colors. And then it was taken away from us because Lia Griffith claimed it as their color combination. So they can't sell it to us. So that's the answer. We just, I mean, is, we could go ahead. a way to make something slightly similar? I think we could probably do like, that. Why not? But like a shade different or not even a shade, maybe. So they're yellow, they're white and cream. The cream yeah. is on the yellow side. Could you do something yeah. that is not as warm? Well, well, it's actually a different ink. <laughs> we had a long conversation with Roll about what we're talking about now. And basically they were just not too excited about developing a whole brand new color because of the, I don't know, there's only one machine that makes it all. And it's, wow. I know they were talking about another machine. Do you remember? Bobby? Yeah, I remember, but I don't remember. I don't know if they started doing that. I mean, there's a little bit of language barrier, but they were discouraging us from giving them like new colors to produce. And then like, well, if you bought this much, you know, and I'm thinking. We already started buy it in volume. And if we want to go to a specific color combination, then we have to buy it in. In huge huge quantities. So, but let me ask you this. What do you think about like, like, we can pick any of the current colors that they do and maybe combine them in a different way. That might be the way to go. Or since the white at first, I remember when Heather at the paper place, placed her first order with us years ago. She didn't want the white because it was, you know, she was thinking, I don't think the white is going to be that popular. And then lo and behold, it's like the the best options because it's versatile. But what if you had like, and I've actually talked to Tiffany Turner about this, where what if you had, she asked for the same color on both sides, like a cream on both sides, or just so that you get the structure, but you get the fine lines Mm -hmm. that the thing about the doublet that's so wonderful is it's fine crepe, but it's laminated together to give it the strength that you wouldn't get in just the fine by itself. So Mm -hmm. could you you get the cream on cream? Is that an option? That's what's in my head that I want to buy. Yes. I would you know, 100% do it. And yeah. also, have you thought about doing a crowdfunding where you do a call out to all the paper florists and says, I need to order X amount. Okay. Do you guys want to pre-order your paper oh. and you get the funding beforehand and then you just say, okay, we're getting a huge palette and uh-huh. we have all these people lined up ready to buy and it's already been paid for. Let's, yeah, let's talk about this, Bob. And then, and yeah. we'll just, that's a really good idea. I think it t- it's, it's just a matter of, for us, it's just so, a little scary because of the volume of it but I like your idea I think that might work really well so but it's it's we're also limited right now in so many ways because we just don't have our staff anymore come summer oh my gosh anybody in the area come get a job because we really could use your help (laughs) we used to have a couple part-time people and they're all they're staying they're not coming in anymore so but yeah I think that's a fantastic idea so what I would love is give me some feedback on color and color color combinations that you would like. Cream on um, cream, 100%. 100%. And I yes. love that. I think I might, I think I might have one or two shades of that one that you were talking about mm-hmm. with the pretty pale peachy pink on cream or whatever that was. There was, yes. like plus, peach, there was yeah. the white. The peach and petal yeah. is really popular too. It is so popular. Oh, the, the peach and petal mm-hmm. and the white with the, the cream. cream. Was that the what cream. it was? Yes. 
Yeah. yeah. And I think they call it vanilla. Yes, so yes, they, they did. They call yeah. it vanilla. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would be a great color. But let's, we'll, yeah. The peachy pink on both sides. I think you should think about doing same colors on both sides. If they're, yeah. if they won't yeah. let you think of new colors, double sided, same color would be huge. Yeah, I think the sound. green, that moss on moss yeah. would mm-hmm. be a winner. Like I would love to get just yeah. that color. Or <laughs> green. So Leah has the green tea, the green mm-hmm. tea. Right. And yeah, it, the green tea part. Yeah, the other part. Separate those and have those. Yeah. Yes. Beautiful. Okay. Mm-hmm. Such yeah, a cheap, all the I... colors. Oh, and of course, aubergine. I love yes, aubergine. aubergine. Oh, okay. Oh, but well, I think Leah has rights on that, so that's why Rosemill doesn't carry it anymore. I know, but, but I that's think... what I mean. No, you just have aubergine. Aubergine, aubergine. by itself, right? Too. Aubergine, aubergine. aubergine. And Say I'll tell you why. Fast. Because in my book, I teach this. If you add water to it, it the color separates. The color separates. Well, into well, well, yeah. I mean, if you're doing one color and the other color, and then you put water in it, it blends together. But the aubergine itself, that specific color, if you add water to it, a blue comes out of it. So then yeah. you get an ombre effect of a blue, a really beautiful purple blue with that maroon, more dark aubergine wine purple. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful effect, and it's my book, and people are doing it. So people are using it. Yes. So I love it. It's really cool, actually, getting like those colors that she has, but just make them in single. Yes, you should. Right, on one side, or, the other side. Yeah. I would like to see, like, even um, Jesse on your backdrop with the flowers, yeah. you've got some great, like, tonal colors behind you that are more on the, I don't want to say pastel because you, people think They're Easter, but, but those muted, like the grays and the blues. And that some of the ideas that I was having to get these new colors in yeah. would, I, I think we could do it. I think what happened in the, um, with the world world and see when we purchased uh, Martin Meyer imports, we were able to purchase their vendors. Not when well, we didn't purchase their vendors, we purchased the ability to continue purchasing from these vendors in Germany. So we carry a lot of different German products. Glass glitter, the Dresden, which is our biggest number one seller, which is that embossed paper shapes. Mm -hmm. Um, And some paper florists, paper flower people like those. Mm -hmm. But I, and and then I believe that all of a sudden after years of us, you know, going along with our existing customers that, you know, we inherited, we thought, well, let's, people started, I think what it was, I was teaching a class in like feather tree, which is using real goose feathers. And I wasn't, I wasn't teaching it, but I was holding the class in the store and we needed brown crepe paper. And I sent Bob out on a goose chase looking for brown crepe paper that we could cut into strips because they wrap the, the branches with it. And he comes back and he goes, there isn't anything. And I go, you know, I think we can buy it through Worola, through one of our distributors from Germany. And so anyway, that just started the whole thing. So then we started carrying it and it was huge, like right away. And we, we were the only game in town that sold it and then all of a sudden we're like looking in the magazine and I'm like who's this fly Griffith person blah 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 <laughs> and so she has an in with Worola she's like their their poster child I don't really know but they use her in their trade shows and that came like four years or so after us Mm-hmm. But we were still really small and we weren't that we were coming from that wonderful how to world and, and the beautiful flowers and things that she makes with it. And so I think it was just we just kind of connected and co- kind of collided, not collided, but, you know, there's room. Like I always say, there's room for all of us. But she came in with what to do with it and this beautiful thing. So I'm just been trying to figure out how to make room for everyone here. And but if we can we can go and provide like it, like people that are going into business or making specific products 
and being able to sell one of a one sheet at a time, one little roll at a time, then then that can be our niche for it. But I don't see Rolla doesn't want to can't take it away from us because we were there first. <laughs> but we weren't we weren't there big enough, probably. And we, we didn't go big full blown. So I think that there's room for everybody. You know, we're not in like some of the big box stores, the brand like that. But really, who cares right now? You know, mm-hmm. it's all online and, and yeah. we ship a lot of to a lot of people more right now, more to the consumer than we do otherwise, you know, because there's not a lot of stores open that are small indie stores, like who we usually sell to. So, but anyway, I mean, I know how to think big, you know, and but I like, so, so put out to, you know, so everybody that's listening, we want to hear like some color combinations that you don't think is represented. The other thing with like, with the fine crepe, when we get it, this, it's going to be the dimensions are going to be the same as say the Denison crepe. It's going to be the long rolls or folds because I know that sometimes you've seen them cut in half, which makes shipping a lot easier. But sometimes you'll get our, what we call our make a box. You know, it's like we make our own little tube because it's just so hard to ship. And and sometimes, yeah, we make, we we will cut the Denison in half so that you get two 10 inch sheets for what? $2 and 20 cents. If I don't even know what the price is. So it's a really good deal. But and nobody's complained that we cut it in half so that it's the same size as the doublet. There's some of those kind of hurdles that we will need to work with. I mean, I don't want to have to cut them all in half, but if we, you know, let me know what you think about all of that, because some people, believe it or not, use the crepe paper for tablecloths. <laughs> some people <laughs> use it for like making costumes. Or wrapping a gift. Or- yeah, or yeah. wrapping gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we don't want to assume what we, we kind of know what you're doing, but with the flowers and keep it up. Oh my gosh, yeah. they're so gorgeous. So. so how can they reach out to you? Can they email you? Can they sure. DM you on Instagram? What's the best sure. way for them to like say we want these colors yeah i would say the best way would be to email because then i kind of keep a record of it at hello at rosemill.com don't forget the e in rosemill we get mail that's rose and then mill with no e and i'm like (laughs) (laughs) there's an e i don't know why but if you ask me that question i'll tell you but um hello at rosemill i know it's old-fashioned to email but we'll have in the show notes everybody (laughs) (laughs) can i ask you specifically about the spun cotton shapes and sizes. We had a specific question about that from one of our followers and she wanted to know if you were planning on expanding your collection of spun cotton balls. (laughs) What do you think? Well, um, (laughs) you know, we got into the spun cotton not having anything to do with flower making. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was just a crafting product that Mm -hmm. we sold. So we didn't didn't carry that much. Started with the mushrooms that are, you know, colored and have a little stem on them. And then we started bringing in the raw cotton, spun cotton product. And pretty much we carry the balls in like three different sizes right now. 10, 20, 30, yeah, 25 there's probably another one. And then we have ones that are like apple shaped, which are pretty close to a ball, which maybe are some, maybe. They're great for snowmen. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. they look squished. And, and, then, and then we carry eggs and, yeah. uh, and we have a lemon shape, but we're, I think we're out of those right now. But I guess the question might be is, no, we weren't really considering bringing in a new shape, but is there a shape that people are looking yeah. for that we don't carry? I don't know. Yeah. 
No, and that's a great question. Mm -hmm. And I think, well, yeah, any, anyone listening, email us or email Michelle Rose and Bob and mm -hmm. let them know. Yeah. yeah. I know we used to carry the, we called it the carrot. And and what, what happens a lot, we've had this happen to like four or five different suppliers in Germany. They're made in, it, literally, it's a cottage industry. And these this whole town back hundreds of years, they all make like, like, for instance, they're blowing glass ornaments. The whole town, they all are outfitted with their flame and they sit there and everybody makes blown glass ornaments. Think Radco, think, think things like that. And so we think that there's like towns that do specific things. And I think that there's an industry in a town and I don't know the name of it, but I probably wouldn't tell you anyways, but um, <laughs> that do the spun cotton. You know, it's an old way. Like we, we also carry these spun glass discs and what happened and the mushrooms and what happened when the, the, the people who are making these they get old and they pass away and the kids in the family, they don't want to continue on with the company. So we had a vendor, a supplier that did all of the spun cotton, the mushrooms and everything. And then that's what happened. Mm. So some other company picked them up and we placed an order for the, the mushrooms are really popular and we got an order from them and they were so bad that we had to throw them away. Oh, that's I mean, so they sad. Were, I, well, actually we, they're near the garbage, but I can't bring myself because <laughs> <laughs> to do it. I mean, you know, that they're just so gloppy the and they're just not the same. The quality just was so bad. And so the red ones were the most popular and we still have a good quantity of, yay, an order came through. <laughs> You'll just have to bleep that out. <laughs> or not. I don't know. But was that one of your orders? Um, so so then that company who they they passed away and then they were bought up by the other company and then the new company is an old company, but they did other things. And I feel like they're not going to be around too much longer either. And their quality is so bad. I think they farm it all out and then it comes back. And I mean, it's just so old world that you just wouldn't believe, you know, I think we got in a shipment of spun cotton eggs and they were all moldy. Oh no. And they weren't continue. They weren't like, it's like they didn't have a chance to dry properly. They put them well, in the bag. And yeah, they were, but I think years ago, and I think this is just old stock from the original company. They don't look very nice and they're not like growing anymore. And they're not, <laughs> I think, I mean, if we just painted them, we could turn them into some glitter eggs. <laughs> So whatever we can get, though, that's our source. And hopefully they can get it. Yeah. That's what we, we, we don't know. You know, I mean, we'll just keep asking. And then like we placed an order with this new crazy company and what, like October. And they couldn't ship until the end of January because of COVID or whatever. And so we have some more coming that are on their way right now from Germany. So it's, there's a lot of weird little challenges that, that don't really have anything to do with our plans. They just have to do with what can we get, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. and like, I, like, I think I was saying is we used to carry these really chunky they called carrots and we reordered them and they came in. The original ones are like three inches and they were, I think, kind of roundy on the ends. And I think that a lot of you use them in maybe a bird of paradise flower or something. I don't know. Then we got them in again and they were like half an inch. <laughs> and we're like, hmm. So now we use them. Now we they're, they're on the website. I don't think there's a picture, but we use those for the, our little snowmen carrot nose, noses. <laughs> so, so we mostly have to figure out how to use what we have. <laughs> 
So I love your but, scrappy way. <laughs> we're gonna make this work. <laughs> yes, exactly. So pick your, I'm gonna send you you know pictures of these horrible mushrooms. <laughs> so you can tell me what to do. <laughs> it would be like you can cover with crepe paper. Cover it with crepe paper. I'm telling you. Yes. Oh, maybe I, you know you guys will be able to stop you and anybody listening you know they're like i think we've got 18 millimeter ones or even bigger i think there's some 30 millimeter yeah. mushrooms that are colored they're pink and then the other color is brown yeah but the they use cornstarch in to make them shiny which is really kind of interesting we we know this for sure because our dog used to eat them <laughs> The wire isn't good for the dog. So, but if we can, I can show you. It looks like resin. So, but it's just dripping off of them. That is hilarious. (laughs) Scrappy. Yeah, we're scrappy. (laughs) I love that. I love all the plans that you are helping our community grow better and trying to help us figure out all these different pieces that we Mm -hmm. can use to recreate them into paper flower form. Because I feel like our industry is very scrappy too, because we think outside the box we Mm -hmm. always try to borrow from other industry and other art mediums and other forms to see how we can reuse it in our form so it's really fun to be able to meet you both and to chat and share your stories I love it and I think our listeners will love you guys even more because I know a lot of our people use your product and so yes keep bringing them in appreciate that yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. You know, one thing that didn't come up, but we, we sell a lot of flower stamens and a lot of people that buy crepe paper don't buy stamens. So does, does that mean they're they're making them from scratch or they is that what the, the thing is or? Well, they're, perhaps they're not using the pipe. Yeah. Like the stamen pipe. The pips. 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 Yeah, pips. pips. Mm-hmm. That might be fringing. It's they have to be right for the flower. Yeah. It does yeah. have to be right for the flower. And it can get mm-hmm. expensive if you're making, you know, a peony. That's a lot of, of stamen. So that's why sometimes it's just easier to just fringe everything with crepe paper. Sure. Some people love fringing too. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I mean, with stamens, like a lot of sugar flower artists, use, they only use stamen. So that's, they know that you carry it too, which I've seen you guys carry like a huge variety of them. Yes. Um, they're beautiful. They're absolutely yeah. beautiful. Yeah. yeah what, we, what we have, are they're, they are again, handmade in those little cottage industry in yeah, Germany. It's crazy. Um, Every one of yeah. them. And yeah. we, we do have have a lot of the vintage ones like from the probably from the 50s still the ones that have a thicker stem are being currently made so but yeah beautiful. Well, the ones <laughs> one that of the first things yeah one I think the challenge sometimes is because they come in different colors preset colors in mm-hmm. order to use them we have to know specifically what we're going to use them for or yep. if we're looking for something oh we see them on the website when we buy them so it's yep. a little bit difficult to kind of get that combination at the same time but I've seen them they're colors mm-hmm. that you guys carry they're beautiful and they're so fine the vintage yeah. ones so so fine yeah, yeah. beautiful yeah, yeah the, the, the finer ones are the vintage ones. Yeah. Yes. They don't, they don't make them don't like make them that like, anymore. Yeah. yeah. They probably don't. Yeah. Well, and they were originally made for like a lot of like ribbon flower people that made flowers out of ribbons that, you know, used a lot of the flower stamens, mm-hmm. um, not the big, beautiful crepe paper flowers. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, like this. <laughs> this is my one flower, people. Oh, yay. This is, yeah. So I figured out a way to make that because it has to come out. So I don't know if you can see. So mm-hmm. I put it up on the wire. Yeah. That's, this is our, the one that we have the most of in the world, but yeah, it has to be the right. It has to be the right flower statement. Yeah, yeah. 
for our listeners. So what she did was um, her, she made a dubillette rose of extra mm-hmm. large one. It looks about 10 inches in diameter and in depth. And she actually used one of her stamens that they carry in the center and she wired it. So it actually is coming out a little bit further for such a large flower. So that's what you're missing. So our patrons will be able to see that on our Patreon page. Yeah. And if you're really a beginner and you've bought, we have this rose in a big kit. It's our giant rose kit. And in the kit itself, you get one of the flower stamens already attached to wire. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Did you do that yourself? Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and we made, I was teaching at this pinners conference a few years ago and they, they wanted me to make up 195 kits and we need to be able to teach something in an hour. And that's anyway, so they kind of drove the, the car on that one, but I had, I went and got a, a die cut made so that we didn't have to have everybody cut their own petals. And so I have a die cut and we made up a whole bunch of kits. And, and then we ended up with a lot of leftover because they were in charge of bringing in the people and mm-hmm. they didn't bring, they probably brought 25% of what they were supposed to. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, so a lot of kids. Um, like 175 left. So, <laughs> Whatever, you know, you win some, you lose some, you know? Yeah. Okay, back up a little bit. I'm so curious about the die cut. So yeah. you die cut the duplet. So no. you have a machine that you just kind of lay the paper down and then you roll it over and it just cuts. Yep, yep. So I had one, you know, I designed the petals and the the hole, gave them a diagram. And then with AccuCut, which is the company that does a lot of custom stuff, they do wonderful things. But yeah, so we were there cutting them and what our die has, you just, anyway, it's, it's pretty cool. It I had cuts, to iron it first. Yeah. Oh yeah. I had to iron it. The oh, paper, because the Dublin, you have to iron it, yeah. right? <laughs> I can see that. Well, to get it to sit flat on the, on yeah. the cutter. Yeah, on the die yeah. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And we could cut like, I think four or five layers, maybe it's been a couple of years, but yeah. At least four, yeah. Yeah. And then we have the, another one that we did the rose leaf and the calyx for it. And then that, that's another die. That's so that's what you get in the kit. Like if you get the, our giant rose kit. You so can, how much is the kit? I think it's $20. You well, know? That's a great deal, you guys. And, steel. And, you get, yeah. and, you, and you get all the wire and you get six pieces of wire. And this is old. Sorry, it's falling apart. It's um, big more than five years old, right? Or yeah. how old is it? Yeah. 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 For our patrons, you can see how the color has last. Like duplet paper really doesn't fade as much as the Italian ones. I would really? say. Interesting. <laughs> I, except for <laughs> there are two colors. One of them in particular is notorious for fading and it's the, the peach and white. Yes, it does it's, fade. <laughs> it's horrible. It's, you know, it's... Yeah, we, we keep it in a dark room <laughs> because of that. I mean, yeah. we keep the lights off and it just sits, you know, so we don't want, we don't know what's... We keep all the... It doesn't see any sunlight uh, yeah. at all. Except for when we flash on the light to go and you know, fill an yeah. order, yeah. you know, it's going to get, we, we can't go around in the dark, but <laughs> <laughs> night goggles. I don't know, yeah, but yeah, it doesn't story. matter. I mean, we learned that by having it in the shop in cellophane. So yeah, I don't know why the light colors are like that. So that particular one, and then a little bit of that, that pretty pink one, I think it's a little bit, but not the dark colors. It's mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. yeah. The dark mm-hmm. colors are definitely set in. Yeah. 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 Pretty good. Okay, now time to our favorite question. When you're working, what do you drink and do you like watch TV or listen to anything while you're working around the shop? Okay, so when like 
I'm going to assume you mean like when I'm sitting and crafting. You can do that too. (laughs) Okay. I will turn on, I have um, a Pandora station that I created using classical show tunes based on, okay. So like, I love the movie Chocolate and that's what it's based on. That's the seed for it. So not only, I mean, so I hear all these really, it's classical, but it's also, I get a lot when you you can see who it, where it's from. There's Game of Thrones music comes (laughs) in. (laughs) there's Downton Abbey music that comes in and all of those kind of things so and then did you ask me about the drinking too yes Yes. okay sorry I knew that was coming I drink tea all day long and and I start in the morning with my Earl Grey with cream and then I use the same uh, loose tea leaves and I make it keep adding hot water and I make my iced tea in this big giant vintage glass (laughs) And that's all. I should break that. I'm just telling you what I drink all day long because it's super easy. Um, (laughs) At night, night I drink just the lemon lavender mint tea that, you know, is herbal. Caffeine and me don't get along really well. So, and then Bob can answer his own self. I drink coffee all day. (laughs) (laughs) Just black or with cream? Cream and sugar, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And and he doesn't really listen to music unless he's driving. Yeah. The radio. Yeah, yeah. And when he's driving, he listens to classic rock. <laughs> Love it. Really, really loud cross classic rock, which I didn't realize until I got in his truck with him. And I'm like, oh my God, I thought you didn't like music. <laughs> so yeah, he just, you know, classic classic is too subjective, I suppose. But yeah, I mean, I'll listen to, I mean, I like a lot of uh, vocals and instrumental stuff too. So anyway, yeah. it's awesome. It's, yeah. No, it's so interesting hearing really people boring. tell them. No, <laughs> yes, no. no. It's interesting hearing what everyone like everyone has their own tastes and preferences and I don't know I think it's cool I think so too yeah but no thank you so much for spending the hour with us we yes, are that was so an glad hour. that we had this conversation yeah we're just so glad we had this conversation and I'm yeah. so happy to finally meet you guys because I hear so much about you from Quinn <laughs> and <laughs> yeah and I mean like I tell people about your shop all the time so yes. it's you know now I've met you guys I can say you know what? I've met them they're awesome go support them yeah definitely we're sitting we're sitting behind the counter at the in the shop because someone should be in here you know you want to see that you want me to pan it around sure Our patrons would love that. I mean, it's not too bad, but we don't really have a lot of cray paper out. So you're just going to have to, because it's in our dark room. So So I'm just a once around. Oh my goodness. Oh, I love it. What a wonderful store. There's so many different things. Right. Well, and remember we were, this is my 23rd year. So I'm going to go back around because I'm getting caught up in the wires. It's on this really cool tripod. Yeah. So Rosemill started in 1998. That's wonderful. as a place, I'll find, I'll, I'll end on this, as a place for people to, my concept with Rosemill was to buy it already made from people who make things or learn how to make it and buy all the supplies. And then turns out, then I was going to get, you know, it was all going to work together. So we came pretty close to what, what I was envisioning, you know, as I was looking for people who could teach and make things and it, they're usually not the same person. You know? yeah. So just very, any medium, really, yeah. as long as I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I think anyway. that's about owning a store. You can curate what you want. 
Right. And this was before the internet. Well, it was right when the internet was invented and we were actually down the street from eBay. So when it in its infancy. So, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, yeah. The store looks wonderful. It just on? looks like a really comfortable place for a creative to walk in and look about and buy things yeah. because that's what we do, right? We can't yes. help but buy things. Right. <laughs> Shiny spot, objects. Yeah. In a spot like that, like, uh, it's wonderful. We, yeah. We get a lot of people that come from all over the country because we're in this weird little grocery store building in the middle of an old neighborhood. We used to be on Main Street and a big, beautiful storefront, but since we did Rosemeyer, we, or, you know, did just, we needed something different, but we ended up turning a little corner of it into the store. And so now we get people from all over that come here specifically on purpose, sometimes with an appointment, which I will do. <laughs> if you want to come and you're going to be in the neighborhood, please email me. That's the best way because sometimes we don't answer the phone. But yeah, so and they come in and it's heavy side, you know, and that's that's the best feeling is when they come in and they're like, oh, you know, and yeah. that's important to me that they feel welcome and comfortable and inspired. I love yeah. that. I can see it. I can totally see it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for being with us. Yes. And thank you. Thank you. You are uh, so welcome. And thank you for, for inviting us. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yes. Of course. Yeah. I think our listeners are going to be thrilled to be able to hear your voices and know more about you guys. Mm -hmm. They're going to be absolutely thrilled. Yeah. Well, thanks for having us. Thank you so much for joining us each week and listening to Paper Talk Podcast. This week's podcast is sponsored by Paper to Profit. So in chapter one, we talk about registering your name and coming up with a business name. Quinn, can you tell us a little bit about Pink and Posy and how that came to be? I was very fortunate. So before I had Pink and Posy, I actually had a catering business. And my catering business was called Sweet Posy. And it was spelled P-O-S-I-E. And the funny thing is people kept calling Sweet Posse. I'm like, that is not even how you spell Posse. But, and it's, I know it's hilarious. Well, the funny part is I'm actually from Oklahoma. And so I went to Oklahoma State University, which is the Cowboys. And so in certain ways, I made that connection. It's like, uh, maybe they're thinking I'm a cowgirl. That's why it's called Sweet Posse. <laughs> I know, but it was really funny, but I was really, attached to that particular name, Sweet Posy. And I was bringing my really good friends in and we're having dinner. I was like, I think I'm going to make my paper flower a business. Can you guys help me figure out a new name? And so we were throwing lots of names and drinking wine and just like having a fun time, just throwing names out. And then one of my really good friends who knew I had a catering business says, why can't we use Sweet Posy? And I was like, well, I sold my business. So they actually own the rights for that. And so She's like, you know, Posey's flowers. Like, yeah, you're right. And then we thought, who's going to be your market? It's like, I've, at that time, I was doing a lot of weddings. I was like, well, it's pink. And then we we're like, well, pink and Posey. It just rolled off the tongue really well. And then we were also talking about the spelling of it because we, I was like, I do not want to use the P-O-S-I-E <laughs> because I kept getting Posse. Pink and Posse <laughs> is not a good way to say that. <laughs> and so I changed it to P-O-S-E-Y, which is another way to spell Posey. I really loved it. And the funny thing, is I've not had anyone say posse before. But if you hear this podcast and you say it to me, I will laugh in your face and say, you heard my podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That is so funny. I love it. And it was just once we said that being a posy, it just made sense. And it was just like, that's my name. And I've been with that name for a really, really long time. And I think with the evolution of my name, I was able to use the posy part to do the posy box which really made sense because it's a flower box Mm -hmm. and it's filled with contents and fun. And it was just perfect for what I was doing. And I could see it living with me for a long, long time. And I think that's what you need to do when you find that name is 
will you love it? And if you do sell your business, how attached are you to that name too? (laughs) So that's the really important part. So Jesse, how did you get your business name? Well, initially I was blogging and I was doing lifestyle blogging a little bit, very short while, (laughs) to be honest, (laughs) very short while before my paper flower post kind of blew up. But at the time I needed a name for my blog and I was doing like, I was showing um, posts on DIY stuff, on like recipes, and I was still trying to figure out what it was. But what I did know was I wanted to do things that were more, not like too simple, more sophisticated, I would say. And, and I also knew that I like to do a lot of crafts. So I was like, oh, maybe I can call myself Crafted Sophistication. So I was blogging with that name for a while, maybe like three months or so. But then my paper flower thing, like it just seemed like a lot of people were interested in my paper flower posts. And what I had posted was posted, you know, kind of DIY tutorials on how to make paper flowers for your wedding. And once that gained traction, I was like, well, I want to focus on that. I just want to focus on paper flowers because it seemed like something that other people are interested in. But I also, I also found that it was very difficult to have your hand in so many different things. So it's a lot easier to focus on one aspect that I loved and It was just making paper flowers. So when I started that, I already had a bit of a following. And so I didn't want to change my name completely so that it didn't make sense because some of the graphics I had already had, you know, crafted in it. So I decided, okay, I'm going to stick with crafted and just change up the second part so that it kind of made sense and was more aligned with what I was doing. But at the same time, not too specific because I didn't want to necessarily pigeonhole myself yet. I wasn't sure at the time, to be honest. So I ended up asking my followers if they wanted, if my name should be crafted to bloom or crafted in bloom. And I like the word bloom because it was suggested flowers, but it wasn't saying it was flowers. And I didn't want paper in my name. I think because I kind of didn't want to be constrained by paper either because I was starting out. I loved doing the paper but I wasn't sure, you know, it's kind of like one pigment holds myself. Yeah. Maybe it'll morph into something more than paper. Mm -hmm. All I knew was that I was entranced by the subject of flowers. So that I was comfortable with. So I kept crafted because it was aligned with my past name, but also because crafted to me was I could craft with anything. I can create with anything. It's not like I'm not stuck with it being, oh, paper flowers. So that's why. And then people said, oh, I like crafted to bloom. And now like thinking about it, my husband was like, you know, that was like such a, he said, he was like, that's such a great idea to name yourself that because it can be descriptive in so many ways, not Mm -hmm. just me physically making paper flowers, but you know, my students or people who follow me, who learn from me, they can also bloom. They're helping them craft to bloom into something, into artists themselves. And I was like, oh, cool. But like back then I didn't really think about that. I just knew that I didn't want, I, I, sorry, I wanted it generic enough so that it could encompass other things in my business other than just me physically making paper flowers. But I also didn't want something so, so generic that people didn't know what it was about. So the crafted kind of gave you an idea and bloom kind of gave you an idea. So yeah, that's how it came to be. I love that. So in the comments, tell us how you came up with your name. We want to know. Yeah. If you're looking for a way to support us, please hit subscribe and write us a review. We would appreciate it so much. You can also support us as a patron on patreon.com. Your contribution would help us continue to create great content for you and the paper flower community.